Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter AJ Sharp, who is a taste expert. Hello. She's also a judge for the Great Taste Award, which is very handy because we've got some things that won the Great Taste Award. You're judging loads of other awards, food writer, blah, blah, blah. We're also joined by Jane Payton. Hello. Hello, she's a qualified beer sommelier, also the UK's first sommelier. She's a food writer. Today we're talking shrubs, and that's not about the garden. No. It's not about gardening. No, uh, we're shrubbing it. We're shrubbing it. Um, I didn't really know what shrubs were. Are you an expert, AJ? Not no. necessarily. No, that means it no. makes me think of blackadder and a shrubbery. <laughs> shrubbery, yes. <laughs> well, we're joined by Henry Chevalier Guild. Hello. Hello. Of non such shrubs. And so I'm, uh, this is a very ancient English thing, I think, probably. Um, so we're really keen uh, to understand what they are. I've also got some stuff uh, from, a, from a, an, a vinegar maker, which we'll talk about later. Henry, do you know a little bit about the history of shrubs? Please don't say no. <laughs> a, a lot. Good. A lot. It's Go a rabbit it, hole that I've gone a long way Go down, uh, as you can imagine. It's actually an ancient Babylonian thing. Ah. So it dates back about 5,000 years. I, I mean, I claim it's the oldest soft drink known to man, but um, that's only on the basis that nobody's ever challenged me to say <laughs> that there's one older. Yes, um, and you so, are master shrubber after all. <laughs> indeed, you? indeed. So, uh, yes, I'm, I'm welcome to hear of any other soft drink that's older than a shrub. Okay. Uh, but it, what it is, uh, it essentially, at its most basic, is a fruit, vinegar and botanical syrup that you add to, uh, or you add tonic water or soda water to it, and uh, or you can make cocktails out of it. It's a very, very versatile thing. So it tends to be fruit-based? It's always fruit-based, fruit yeah. Fruit-based, yeah. yeah. In my experience. Yes. And so, I mean, its <clears throat> origins are in, in Babylon was a way of preserving the date harvest. Mm. So at the end of the date harvest, if they had excess of the crop, they'd put it into date vinegar barrels and leave it there because that would stop it from So, So what's mold. vinegar then? What is vinegar? Yeah. Vinegar is uh, it's the bacterial fermentation of ethanol to acetic acid. And, and, and is that something that would happen naturally? If it happens naturally. It. If you yeah. well, you'll know if you leave your bottle of wine uh, open for long enough, it will actually start to go mm. a bit acetic, a bit vinegary. I've had some wine that tastes vinegar from the start. <laughs> yes, but there is there yes. is some out there. there I think is, there's a lot yes. of orange wine out there that's quite okay. Like so that's so that's a natural thing, and and like many many things, it was used to prevent preserve stuff over yes. the sort of winter and things like that when you had a glut of, of, of stuff. It's, it's nature's preservative. Mm, nature's preservative. Mm. Now, tell us a little bit about your background because you literally are an eighth generation cider and vinegar maker. Yes. Eight generations. Eight generations. So you should was, know yeah. a lot about vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> bleed it. Yes. Bleed tell us vinegar. a little bit about your background. Well, uh, so I'm was part of, well, still am. I'm part of the Aspel dynasty, uh, which was a, a cider-making business founded in 1728 in Aspel in Suffolk uh, by my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, wow. Clément Chevalier, who was an émigré from Jersey. Um, and it's true to say that we've probably made vinegar ever since then. 
uh, but only deliberately since the 1970s when my father took the business over. Uh, and he found it was quite hard to get into the cider business locally because we were getting a lot of vertical integration going on. So unless you were had a contract with a with a large brewer or a large estate mm. pubs, it was quite hard to get your, your 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 cider into the pubs. And actually, Aspel was sold in a lot of free houses, and and as the agricultural population shrank, as less people worked on the land, those those pubs began to disappear. So uh, you're a big big cider brand. Now. Yeah, it's a number one premium cider brand. And in, and in your uh, and your vinegar, though I'm very oh the vinegar is very is, familiar is, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's one of those things that a lot of people haven't necessarily heard of the vinegar brand, but then when mm. they go home and look in their cupboard they've, yeah, oh, yeah, they've got, got that. two or yeah. three bottles in there essential <laughs> yeah. store cupboard yeah, yeah yeah it's a brilliant thing you know it's such a useful thing to have in the cupboard mm. it does so many things it's mm. massively versatile it's incredible uh so none such shrubs is this you just going off on a little bit of a you know yeah i had a bit, bit of diversion of a, that it was something that you're very very keen on well it was around it started on the basis of stopping drinking for the first time 15 years ago and my wife would always give up drinking for a month a year mm. and, and encouraged me to do the same thing. And and I typically just went, what? Why, why would you do such a strange thing? Yes. And and then the debate ensues that, well, you know, have you got a bit of a problem? And it's like, don't wake up in shop doorways or blackout or anything like that. So no, I don't think I have. And then actually it was when I was, I became chairman of the National Association of Cider Makers in 2009, 2010. And, and cider... Well, alcohol was getting a bit of a bad rap from a health perspective at the time. And I was about to become the chairman. I was about to sit in front of treasury officials. I was about to talk about the benefits of cider and that it's not a problem drink and all the rest of it. And I thought, well, actually, I seem to not be able to stop drinking. So I think I'm going to give it a go. Uh, and and I'm lucky. I'm, I'm one of the people that finds it very easy to give up drinking. Uh, but I found within about three days that I was just, I couldn't, what do you drink when you're not drinking? Mm. There's just, the, I mean, the, it's much, much, much better now. Yeah, definitely. Terrible definitely. 10 years ago. So for me, it's the evening. So you have a mm. beautiful meal. Yeah. And then I, I struggle to understand what I might have with that meal. It'd be really, you know, so I probably end up having sparkling water, but, but you know, it's hard, isn't it? When yeah. those, those two things go so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, it started, you know, this, this journey into what, what's yeah. the replacement going to be? A grown up one as well. Exactly. So, yeah. and of course, with the vinegar background, we always knew that people drank lots of vinegar, a lot of it for health reasons. There's a, there's a, there's a huge proportion of people who'll drink it mm. in the morning, cup full, with the mother in, I think, is, uh, is de rigueur. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but in terms of actually having a drink to drink, we, I, mean, it, I knew the Victorians made lots of cordials with vinegar and, and fruit. So that's where I started. And, and it actually started by buying other people's cordials and mixing it with vinegar and then working out. And then I got into, it was actually when I was in Williamsburg, about, yeah, not long after that I was in a, in a bar that, and it just said, try our house shrubs and 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 i didn't know what a shrub was and uh spoke to the barman he explained how they made a shrub which was with vinegar and fruit and vegetables and what have you and botanicals and i'm like well that's that's what i'm doing and that's when i started researching shrubs and and found out actually that it wasn't just a victorian thing i mean they go back 
not centuries, they go back millennia. And, yeah. and it's a fascinating journey because when you go back, you find that every culture on the planet at some point has you had a bit of a love affair with a, yeah. with a shrub. Yeah. yeah, I imagine that it's all to do with preservation of food and drink, isn't it? So when we think about distilled spirits, for instance, that originally it was to preserve yes. yeah. the wine. Exactly, yeah. And it sounds like the vinegars and the shrubs, the early ones might have been the same. Yeah, I think there was definitely that. I mean, and some people got very creative. I mean, you, there are these tales of the Ottoman court, Elizabethan courtiers going to across to Istanbul and being mesmerised by these amazing drinks that they were served that actually never got them drunk. And they, yeah, they yeah. were a variation yeah. of a shrub. And, and so um, with the sort of booming cocktails recently, does it mean that shrubs are beginning to have a, a bit, bit of a revival because of the amazing flavour profiles that you can get? Oh, I mean, they st it started... Uh, in New York, when there was a, or certainly in America, when there was a lime shortage about twelve or thirteen years ago, and mm -hmm. and the cost of limes became incredibly expensive, and of course, a lime is mainly used in cocktail making to get the acidity up because there's not much sweetness in it; it is just uh, citric acid. And, and because limes became so expensive, people started investigating: well, how else do you alter the vinegar? Uh, sorry, alter the acidity of a cocktail and of mm. course vinegar is a way you do it and, and shrubs got this resurgence which is why they were quite big in big in Williamsburg. They've always been quite big in Japan as well because they've got quite a culture for drinking vinegar. So you bought some shrubs that mm -hmm. you've made. I've ordered some stuff off the internet uh, from this incredible company that I really like. Well I say it's a company. I think it's I think it's fair to say that actually it's Francine Lee actually. Uh, her name was Bumblebee. She's also known as Bumblebee because that was her childhood nickname because she could often be found bumbling around the garden. Now she makes these by hand in her Somerset kitchen um, and she's got amazing great taste awards. Mm. So I would like your opinion, Love if to. you don't mind, um, Henry. So she, she makes these by hand. They're tiny, they're small bottles um, uh, and they're just 100 mil. But these are basically sugar with you know, so this is this is strawberry and black pepper vinegar. Oh, it's a good combination. How delicious. Good combination. And, um, but you're talking about 46% strawberries in here. Um, so it's, in, you know. Um, now, these are described as drinking vinegars. So so what, does, what do you think Francine would mean by that? A drinking vinegar? Uh, I would imagine it's for dilution. I think I suspect that's quite a intense But the health flavor. thing about people drinking vinegar now, a little tot of vinegar in the morning is a health mm. thing, particularly yeah. ap apple cider vinegar. Is this the sort of thing that you, you would be able to have? Or? Well, it's it's one way of making it more palatable because, you know, vinegar is quite a challenging thing yes, in, in the raw. Wow. Um, wow, wow, wow. Wow. I just, I literally have worse aroma. wines than that. It's gorgeous. Intensely so. strawberry flavor, mm. which... Has that lovely clean palate cleansing finish from mm. the vinegar and black pepper, and that little mm. bit of spice from the black pepper, yeah. which actually gives a really nice heat. Mm. Can you just drink that for dinner? I mean, honestly, you could gorgeous. do. You could definitely dilute that with a bit of water and drink mm. it like a like a red or a, a rose now, wine. Francine has put on here. She's got a great taste one star award, which I think is mean actually. That's mm. well, well mean. Um, <laughs> Wasn't you who was it? It was probably. Um, it says it's uh, delectable on warm bacon and brie salad. Mm, I, I was actually so that. Mm. I was thinking that oh, poured over a steak or a venison steak, yeah. just poured on top of it. Oh, oh wow! You could just drizzle it over ice cream. Ice cream. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I do. Yeah. Now she's also got a raspberry vinegar. 
raspberries being one of my favourite. This is forty-two percent raspberries. Mm-hmm. I've still got the black pepper on, yeah. on my palate to view. And we've just we've um, if we were drinking rum, for instance, we might get that peppery rum coming through. I've only and... just got over that rum I've been recording that we had. <laughs> I, think I drank a bit too much of that while we were doing it. Have a quick taste of this. So again, raspberry. I do think raspberry and vinegar is very very well. What's your thoughts, AJ? You can drink as much of this as you like. It wasn't like last week. Yeah, lovely, intense raspberry flavours. But there's there's um quite a savoury flavour profile in there as well. It's a very interesting thing that you drop in about it being savoury because that's one of the key things I find about making non-alcoholic drinks is that a lot of the time they're just sweet. Yes. And we forget that alcohol can have quite – well, certainly alcoholic drinks can have quite a savoury element to them. Mm. And that's a really important part of, for me, how you make a good non-alcoholic <laughs> oh, drink. Cough a bit. I agree with you because it's that transition from the day into the evening mm. where you have that drink, you know, the sun's past the yard arm, let's have a drink. And you want that drink to make you feel different mm-hmm. to all the other drinks you had during the day. And it's not tea, it's not coffee, it's not water, it's not squash. Mm-hmm. It's something grown up. And it, you like, like that dry kind of savoury yeah. And, and the ritual as well. You mustn't forget there's yeah. a, there's, there is yeah. a ritual about segueing from the working day into the relaxing evening. Especially when you've got children, get them in bed. Yeah. Bye. Oh, <laughs> got rid of that. Delightful moment. Mm. Now, I actually think strawberry and black pepper is nicer than that. I have to. That, yes. So I, I would, gorgeous. I mean, that, that raspberry is it's lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. But I really do like the strawberry and um, black pepper one. I've just uh, now done... This is this is really interesting. Whoa. Wild blueberry, pink peppercorn, and thyme. Definitely can taste the thyme. Get the thyme on the nose. Yeah, and the peppercorns too. Yeah, Jane, tell me what you think. Oh, don't you think these are these are so extraordinary, incredible? Wow. Mm. And wow, you could <clears throat> they feel so grown up, don't they? Mm. And they do feel as though you're drinking alcohol because you get so much flavour, mm. but you also get the mouthfeel. But mm. it's the pepper that really gives that burn, and that's what. I, I think it's missing. When when you get non-alcohol spirits, to me what is missing is the burn of alcohol. Yes. That's part of drinking yes. it. And the most convincing non-alcohol spirit that I've had had cayenne pepper instead. Yeah. So you got that whoa feeling. The warmth. The warmth. And, and what you get in here is the warmth of the pepper. Mm. So you're feeling like it's a big grown-up alcoholic mm. drink, but it's not. Like Interestingly, um, Francine has put on her bottle here that it's great in gin. Mm. Or sparkling wine. Mm. I could see that yep. nicer than yeah. cassis because it's just got so much more depth. Mm. Or yeah. if you would, rather mm. than a slow gin, which is a liqueur anyway, not, yeah, not yeah. A, a spirit, but you could have that as a, a, replica, a replica for a slow gin. I could actually drink that strawberry and black pepper with my dinner, mm. just on its own. You could have it just with a lump of ice as well. Would, that, it, would it be bad for you if you had that, the acidic no. side of it? No. Uh, not the acidity, no. no. I mean, I think you spoke about the health side of it. Yeah. There's probably too much sugar in that to... Probably. Lay yeah. claim to it being a health drink. But there are, you will still get some benefit from mm. the bacterial fermentation side effects of the vinegar. And I know it's meant to be for drinking, but I would pull that oh, last oh, one over salad. lamb or something, something like that. Meat and marinade. Yeah. yeah. Experiment with that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so that's bumblebees. Uh, you can get those online. And they're uh, handmade so by Francine Lee in her Somerset kitchen using homegrown stuff. Uh, which she's got in her garden or, or locally. So bumblees, bumblees, preserves, we'll give you a link, 
definitely recommend that. Oh. Yeah, they're great. Mm. Big treat. From one but, uh, shrub maker to another. Right? Yes. So Do you think she's a mistress shrubber? You're a master <laughs> shrubber. She must yes. be a mistress shrubber. Francine, you got, uh, <laughs> you got a thumbs up there from Henry. Now, Henry, can you talk us through your shrubs? Yes. I mean, that, that, they're obviously very different to this. They're not supposed, yes. they're not supposed to be like this. This is, this is a different thing. Yeah. Um, talk us through what you've got for us to taste. Uh, I've, I've got four shrubs, four flavours, uh, blood orange and bitter lemon. That's probably the, Ooh, nice. the crowd pleaser. Mm. Sort of a bit of a St. Clement's touch going on. Uh, so that is blood orange juice or blood orange fruit. Um, there's some apple in there as well uh, for the sweetness. It's all fructose. So I, I don't use any processed sugar. Uh, I get concentrated fruit musts and, and use that as my sugar base. Uh, and then there's vinegar in there to get the acidity up because you always have a thing in terms of mouthfeel. Sugar does a great job for mouthfeel, but yeah. it's sweet. And that's the beauty of what vinegar does is you add the vinegar to balance the sweetness to give it a drinkability. And then in goes the botanical, which in this case, I've got some lemon peel, some uh, um, Amalfi lemon peel, uh, blood orange peel, um, and also a cassia bark. Mm. Oh, wow. Which, is which a, you would a use in vermouth. Yes. Yeah. Or vermut, as mm. they say in Germany. Vermut. Yeah. Vermut. So you get this sweet, sour bitterness mm. that, that I find very appealing. It's just a little holy triangle of flavours. Um, holy trinity, as holy they say, in, with apples, cider yes, apples, don't of they? Of course, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So those bottles are, are they 70 centilitres? They're 50. 50 centilitres. So so almost the size of a wine bottle. So you'd buy that and you would literally use it as a, as a sort of cordial? Or, or? Yeah. In, in, we spoke about um, spirits. You'd, you'd use it like oh, okay. an aperitif and you'd add a mixer a tonic okay. water or a soda water uh, or you can get fancy and make cocktails with them alcoholic or non-alcoholic mm. so can we have a quick try yeah. Yeah, yeah. now henry i've had your ready to drink non-such yes. in bottles and they are just divine and Thank i you. tasted them when i was doing some research on non-alcoholic drinks and the the growth of this sector where you mm. now get these adult drinks and I just love them. So I haven't, I've, I haven't had, had them as syrup, syrup Ooh, so excellent. this is very exciting. Thank you. So this is this is designed to be diluted? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Or you can make, actually sort of make a sorbet out of this is a rather nice thing to Ooh, do. That's a good well. idea. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. The blood orange is yeah, so intense. Yeah, the orange it's mm. intense. aromas are amazing. Almost marmalade -y. Yeah. Yeah, That's very that. marmalady, actually. So any shrubber, Ooh. would they always use cider vinegar Genius. or can other vinegars be used? Uh, you can use any vinegar. I use cider vinegar because of my... Because um... you've got loads at home. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> just, just over just the valley, there's, there's, quite, there's quite a few tons of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I might just use that then. Um, that is really nice. Oh, the ginger notes. On the, the, it's the it's got a spicy note. Yeah. It's the orange yeah, I'm yeah, getting. Yeah. The marmalade. Super intense. Almost. But I would just... Mix that with a tonic water, and if you're feeling fancy, add a splash of Angostura bitters, mm. and you've got a really, really good cocktail. evening cocktail drink mm. that actually isn't. It tastes like it's you're drinking an alcoholic drink. I mean, you can add a gin if you want to treat yourself. When well, yeah. I think this is treat, I think always with non-alcoholic drinks or any drink, and that ritual of the evening is. You want to be treating yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to compromise. feel like you deserve it. Exactly yeah. so. What's yeah. the next one we're going to go for? Uh, so the other one was a beautiful orange tangerine colour. This yeah. one is very dark. Super dark. This is yeah. a bittersweet apple and cardamom. Oh, apple and cardamom. Um, 
and it's actually we we're talking about cider earlier on. The, the the apple in here is the bittersweet cider apple, uh, which ordinarily you can do nothing with apart from make cider out of it because it's very tannic. Uh, it's very sweet, mm. great for making cider. Not really much good for anything else. But the tannin in there, I wanted it because it it gives some grip to the product. Yeah. It's got a great mouthfeel. So I've diluted that fifty fifty with water. Mm-hmm. I li- I absolutely could have a glass of that in the evening. Mm. You could uh, yes, over an ice cube, Perfect. have it like a like a little de- aperitif. Yeah, yeah. The way the cardamom flavors come out—it's not though. overpowering though. Oh, the it's, cardamom is no, just really it's lovely. Nice. Yeah. It almost gives it like a chocolatey note. It's but a very true sweet. cardamom mm. cardamom extract, and I've gone for extracts rather than flavorings because they do. They're, well, it's not they're they're authentic, authentic, they're they do authentic, behave differently. Yeah, and authentic. actually, even the best nature identical flavors to me there's still it it doesn't mm. smell or taste like the real thing and it just makes it much much more expensive mm. but uh but when you're getting into that piece about treating yourself yes. then really you know you should feel that you are getting something rather special and it should still be in a nice glass shouldn't it jane you always mm. say particularly with beer you know why do you have some horrible dimpled pint glass pour it into a beautiful mm. wine glass you know, yeah. and it makes all the difference mm. yeah. it? and this one I would have at the end of the meal I think this mm-hmm. would be I don't really feel like pudding but I do want something to close off my meal and think this would be a beautiful yes Steve yes awful aren't we and but you feel can, as though you're the, drinking liqueur wouldn't you because of that mm, unctuous mouthfeel this goes incredibly well with whiskey does it as well yeah wow. so if you actually wanted to make a sort of cheats Manhattan you just mm. take some bourbon and a bit of Oh. Uh, four to one, mix it with some ice and then strain it, and you've got actually really rather delicious. Do like it, Steve. So, yeah. I think you need to invite us around to your gaff again. I'm doing yeah. a little bit of that <laughs> and okay. do some cocktails. And the next one, what have and we got? Next one is nice and tropical um, caramelized pineapple and ginger. <gasps> oh, no, I'm gonna like this now. I can tell Henry, I'm just thinking of you as the apothecary in your. <laughs> Your cave, yeah. your, man your, cave. Man, yeah, your yeah. man cave, just experimenting and having so much fun and thinking, oh, what's going to go well with this? And just, yeah, you can yeah. become quite obsessed. Yes. You know, I have actually been riding on the lawnmower in the past and cursing the cursing the nettles that are growing up on the corner and then going, ooh, actually, make a shrub out of them. Everything's fair game then, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. I mean, I think this is the thing. That's what I love about them is that absolutely everything is fair game. I mean, the most interesting shrub I've made in the kitchen was a roast parsnip and uh, rosemary shrub. Oh, see that? For sounds- a Sunday roast. For a Sunday roast. Oh, my goodness. And it's uh, it's highly unusual. I have yet to take that to market because I think that's probably a little bit of a challenging mm. combination to look at. <laughs> and we buy it with our eyes. <laughs> yes. So. yes. I can't see that picking up. AJ. It's extraordinary, this one. It's sweet but savoury. It's like sweet so you vegetable, think, you roasted think vegetable. It's it's You'd amazing. think with pineapples that would be way too sweet, but it isn't at all. It's been knocked back because of the vinegar the thing. The vinegar it is does sweet, such a job. But of, yeah. yeah, it cleans the palate. Yeah. Yeah. The vinegar in all of them is so subtle, isn't it? You know it's there, but it's never the main event. It's right, this, just a supporting. This, this has just transformed my life, I'm telling you now. I mean, how many things do we get on the programme? This has transformed my life. I am just going to go, I'm going to buy all of those, Henry. Fantastic. Well, this, this I'm is... going to get more of um, Francine's stuff and I'm going to really experiment in the evening. I think the, really the bit that I find so exciting about shrubs is that, I mean, even if you only had one of these, 
you could probably make a half a dozen mm. non-alcoholic Absolutely. drinks. Muck around with them. And, and you can make a half a dozen yeah. really good alcoholic drinks. You so, don't need much to... But, um, but they're a thing on their, on their own, mm. um, Henry, where I don't like non-alcoholic drinks that are pretending to be a drink that I like. You know, I'm not a great fan of non-alcoholic beers. I definitely haven't found any non-alcoholic wines that I like because of the mouthfeel. Um, haven't really, really come across any non-alcoholic spirits, you know, that, that that I'd go, yeah, that's definitely what I drink all evening. These, this is different because it's a thing on its own. Yeah. It's uh, not pretending to be something else. That You've taken the words out of my mouth. That's a reason I love them as well. Mm. And 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 there are some good non-alcoholic beers. Oh, actually, of course. Increasing. There are some amazing And that's just yeah. one or two good non-alcoholic spirits that mm. I've got at home. Mm. But on the whole, I'm, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. It's yeah. side to side of beers, beer, gins, gin, wines, wine. Because it's got alcohol. In it. We're just old-fashioned, but I don't care. And and the moment the moment you take the alcohol out, it it, it hollows it out. It's a something. really difficult thing to replicate. Yes, and is. I found with the shrubs that when you think of what ethanol does in terms of the flavour profile, so the savouriness, the body, the mouthfeel, the finish, heat. My thing was, well, you need to start from somewhere else. You need mm. to take all those building blocks and find other ingredients to start with and you've got a much better chance of arriving somewhere where you're drinking a uh, ultimately Something a drink amazing, yeah. where you think well this actually is a bit like drinking an alcoholic drink final one final one would you believe we're coming to the end of the program i'm really enjoying these, these so amazing. much um, this okay? is oh, wild hedgerow and roads oh wow so wild hedgerow uh, being sort of blackberries and stuff like blackberries, that. blackberries uh, elderberries mm. rose hips slows so this is you just wow. walking around your grounds going i'll have much. some of that i'll have some of that pretty much mm. and rose water it's got in it as well and rose hip essence as well which rose hip essence is one of these interesting things that you don't think it's going to make any difference but you really notice when it's not in there mm. you can't pick it out but it's missing you know it's missing something i love rose drinks yeah mm. Do you know what? I wouldn't put soda water in any of those, Henry. I have you to don't, no, you don't have to. Just cutting to. it with a little bit of water and putting yeah. some ice in. I just think it would be fantastic. So Making I presume um, we'll do links uh, to your website, mm. but I presume you can just order them online. Yes, so yeah, go to the website. And we're go to the website. Um, oh, and you... there's a huge range of... I've spent lockdown <laughs> making recipes, <laughs> diminishing the size of my liver and, and the other, <laughs> and doing non-alcoholic as well. Mm. But um, yeah, I spent time with... Uh, do you know Tom Sandham? Yes. I've got his book, World's Best Cocktails. That's it. Yeah. And I just worked my way through that and thought, I wonder if I could make that with a shrub. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, you can put a shrub in most cocktails that you find in any cocktail manual. Which is the beauty then is that you can actually have quite an accomplished drinks cupboard, drinks cabinet, without having too many products in it so you don't know, need them without having too many expensive yeah. alcohol exactly. products in it um well thank you so much i you have pleasure. really opened my eyes honestly well just one final plug for usage um they're very good in uh, hot as well so when you're thinking in the winter what are you going to have yes. for your, your your mulled wine non-alcoholic yes. alternative mm. the bittersweet apple and cardamom yes. just hot with toddy. hot water is is and actually if you're going to go fancy you could put a lapsang I so love a tea bag in, so you get a sort of a whiskey, smoky. mezcali, oh smoky thing. She's a bit well. fancy, is Jane? I know. <laughs> so I'm going to have a like fancy. a um, Lafroig knot, and not Lafroig yeah. shrub, hot toddy mold. Sounds good. Oh. Well, Hon- Henry, I'm thinking <laughs> of Henry Chevalier Guild. Thank you so much for joining us. Non- sh- non such shrubs, um, and I'm going to be going on and ordering some. I have to tell you. Mm. 
Definitely. She will. And I will. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. And uh, don't forget, we also have um, the lovely, lovely Bumbleys uh, vinegars. Uh, make sure you go and have a look at those as well. They are, I mean, I think they're a bit extravagant, but if you had an amazing salad, drizzle mm. some of that stuff on, fantastic. Mm. Or just drink them, to be honest. Marvellous. So thanks again to Henry and to my fellow presenters, AJ and Jane Payton. Thanks for having me. Mm, no, yeah, really, really interesting. And as usual, learnt a lot. Um, if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, we're already on loads. Um, please do get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. And don't forget, we've got we've got hundreds of podcasts on there if you want to go back and listen to all sorts of topics from snail farming to beekeeping. So go to foodtalk.co.uk, find out all about us. Have a good week. Bye-bye. We're going to tuck into some more shrubs. Bye. Bye.